Welcome to the Strongest Self Podcast, where we redefine what it means to be strong and healthy. I'm your host, Zach Bruckner, along with Steve Murray, and our passion is helping you find your strongest self through all things fitness, health, and wellness. With so much information surrounding the health and fitness field today, it can be hard to filter through what is real and what isn't. It's time to learn the truth about how keeping your body moving well, feeling energized, and being resilient to injury is the foundation for your fitness now and for the rest of your life. Listen in with us each week and take one step closer to finding your strongest self. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Strongest Self Podcast, episode four here with your host, Zach Bruckner here and Steve Murray. What's going on, Steve? What's up? Welcome to week nine of quarantine, I believe. I don't know. I lost track at this point. Week nine, week 10, something like that. We're like two months in. Hope everyone out there, all our listeners are doing safe, um, staying healthy. Hopefully you guys are staying active, staying positive, and using hopefully some of our tips from the last few episodes to help yourself through these unprecedented times, just strange, weird times. So hopefully everyone's doing well out there. Uh, this week, we're going to go over maximizing productivity. So just in, in general, um, how do we maximize productivity for work, um, for life? Um, that's a huge point, I think, right now. Anytime you can maximize productivity, it helps me at least kind of feel like I have a little bit more sense of control over what's going on. And we all know that having that feeling of control, that sense of control is big in managing kind of anxiety and stress, uh, which all those kind of emotions and feelings are pretty high right now for most people. I know I've had some periods where you just feel, I wake up and you just feel like anxious and you're not really sure what you're supposed to do today because work's not there or, or work's different. So um, we wanted to kind of cover all that stuff, Steve. I don't know if you have anything else to throw in there before yeah. we start. That, that's a good point. I've had those mornings too where you wake up and it's not the same schedule as usual. Um, and I think this is what the podcast is about, just controlling those things that you can control, making your own schedule and um, staying productive at a time that, you know, is definitely upside down and totally out of your norm. Yeah. And it's really easy too, especially if you're, um, if you're a non-essential worker or if, if you're working a, um, or if you're working a job where you're now on unemployment or if you're furloughed um, and you don't really have to work per se, it's easy to kind of get into a habit where you can kind of just wake up late, um, you know, get out of your normal exercise routine, get out of your normal daily habits, let some of the things go that maybe helped you feel really positive and, um, and good on a normal basis. So hopefully some of the things we go over today will help you feel like you can get some control, get some positivity, some productivity back into your life. So we'll start off here. I always like to start off thinking about the, uh, the morning, the morning routine. You know, that's the start of the day. So if we can kind of start there already with some positivity, um, some thoughts about productivity, we're already off to a really good start. Um, I don't know if you have any... Um, morning routines, morning hacks that you really like, Steve, I'll pass it off to you. And then, and then I'll kind of chime in with some of my stuff. Yeah. I, I don't have specific morning routines, although when I really mindful of it and make a priority, it's always a really good thing. I think 
because of our schedules. I know you work a little later and you work in the evening, but because I'm up so early, it's hard to wake up even earlier just to like get a morning routine in. Because sometimes if you have like a 5.30 a.m. client, it's like, all right, I'm not going to wake up at four. You know, I'd rather sleep a little longer. Um, but during this time, I know that before I go to bed, if I'm mindful of what I need to do the next day, that's going to be probably the biggest thing for me. Um, cause then I'll start off the morning right away. I know there's so many books out there on morning routine and making your bed in the morning just to like shift the mindset of being productive and doing stuff. Um, yeah, so who was that? Food. That was like a, a Marine, right? Who, yeah. who said that, you know, the first thing you do is make your bed. It's like one accomplishment and you can build, build upon that. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's like triggering that thing in your brain. That's like, doing and being positive and you have control you're not just gonna leave your bed messy you are going to take care of it and then that'll trickle into the next thing that you do um but yeah if if writing stuff down i've done this before i'm not doing it now um but i've done things like and i got this from tim ferris where i'll write down three affirmations you know something about yourself like i'm smart i'm whatever i'm whatever and then three things that you're grateful for. So I'm, I'm happy for my apartment, for my dog, for the weather, whatever it is, just simple things just to get the brain to start thinking positively of the day. And we know that gratefulness is the root of joy. Um, so it's going to create some, some purpose for the day. And from there, I know every single day, the one thing that I do is I, the first thing I do is drink a huge glass of water just to shore that up. Cause I know I might not be getting as much during the day if it's a busier day. So I know I want to get my hydration in first thing in the morning. That's just something I've created a habit of doing. Then I'll put the coffee on, take the dog out. And then, you know, I do what I have to do, whatever the next thing is. But in terms of like, uh, like, a a meditation into something else. I don't really have one. Sometimes I do it for a week, for two weeks, for a month, but uh, I probably should be better at staying consistent with the affirmations, the gratefulness, maybe some sort of meditation for five minutes and then uh, go from there. But I do find that the night before, if I have a to-do list, that's always really beneficial for me because I'd be like, all right, make a reminder on my phone, look at the to-do list after you drink the water, after you have your coffee, and then I just start knocking it out. Yeah. Yeah, writing something down, definitely. Um, you know, I have that too, is is journaling something, writing it down, whether that's things that you have to accomplish for the day, um, your feelings, affirmations. Um, you talked about gratitude and writing things down that you're thankful for, which is huge. That kind of puts things into perspective, especially at a time like this when it's so easy to forget about those positive things that you do still have. So reminding yourself that is big. Along with that, doing some breathing, you know, even for a minute or two, as soon as you wake up, just keep your eyes closed and breathe deeply and remind yourself about those three, four things that you are grateful of. That can set the mood for the day and just kind of bring about a sense of calm, which can make it a lot more easy to be productive through the rest of the day. Uh, water, you talked about, is a huge one. You know, just when you wake up in the morning, your body is really dehydrated. Um, 
and drinking water, getting that water back into your system can help you not only just physically feel better, but mentally, you know, you can think clearer. Um, I know a lot of people just go straight for coffee, um, which will dehydrate you more. So water is a great one in the morning to have. Um, and then one more thing that I really like to do in the morning, um, again, this is if you have time, is carve out some time for some type of education. So that can be anything that you want. You know, it can be related to your work. Um, so for myself, I like to kind of read into or, or look into some of um, some of my mentors in the kind of physical fitness world and what are they doing, um, what kind of techniques are they um, promoting, and can I learn a little bit about that every day. Um, so it can pertain to your work, it, it can pertain to your hobbies, it can pertain to anything that you have an interest in, but just taking a little bit of time to learn something that you want to invest in can, again, give you that little bit of sense of um, you're doing something productive for you, you're investing in yourself, you're giving back to yourself, and doing all that stuff in the morning, all that positive stuff within the first, you know, 10, 15 minutes in the morning, half hour in the morning, uh, that can really roll through the rest of the day and and um, uh, can really have a positive impact. Yeah, on that point, I think that's super important. I definitely carve out time during the day at some point. I think, though, if you're going to do that, you have to make it a priority that this is a structured, set-aside time for education. Because if you just jump on Instagram and you start reading an article, you're going to go to the next thing, and all of a sudden a half hour goes by, and you're like, wait, what did I just even do? So if I'm going to do that, I definitely learn a lot from Instagram and I follow a ton of mentors and people that I look up to in the industry um, and it's very positive. But if I'm not, if I'm just like scrolling on there without a purpose, sometimes you get lost, you don't, you don't really have a plan. I think though, if you're going to go on Instagram for education, you give yourself a time block. Maybe I'm on here for 30 minutes. If you're really bad and don't have the self-control, set a, set a timer, you know, take control and then read an article, go to someone's link, definitely learn something. And once the time's up, just get off of it. Because otherwise, you're just going to be, Instagram's going to control you. Your phone's going to control you. You're, every time it lights up, you're going to look at it. So you have to be able to take control of that, that slot time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, thanks for um, clarifying that too. Because it's, it's not that I'm you know, just hopping on Instagram in no, the morning totally. and just like, crushing through it but you know there are some there's a few guys that i really look up to their philosophies and training and i'll go on their websites and read a couple of their articles um and just take the time to read one two maybe one from this guy one from another guy um and then that's it so, so yeah like you said not just mindlessly scrolling through social media because that can lead to you know an hour or two hours where you're just not doing anything productive yeah. and the only reason i say it is because that that's something I had to do for myself because if I don't have a plan, I'll be on Instagram for an hour reading yeah. stuff, looking at videos, looking at different exercises. And then, you know, it's better for me. I've found that having a plan is much better. It's much more purposeful. Sure. hundred percent. So that's, that's kind of how I look at starting the day at least. Um, and once you kind of go through all that stuff, um, you're now able to kind of process a little bit, what are your, what do you need to get done for the day? What are your objectives? How are you feeling today? Um, and then you can start to prioritize some of that stuff, right? So, okay, what are the top two things, the top three things that I have to get done today? Um, whatever that might be. So 
Um, that could be something pertaining to work. It could be, hey, I should, you know, I, I got to check up on this family member because I haven't talked to them in a couple weeks. I want to see how they're doing um, during quarantine, whatever that is. Even if it's something as simple as, as that, as calling a family member, calling your parents, um, writing it down, having it as something that you want to get done for the day and doing it, that, that, that can just bring a, a real sense of productivity, positivity to you. And that, like I said, um, I don't think we can overstate how important that is, especially at a time like this, um, this time that we're all going through this quarantine due to yeah. COVID-19. Absolutely. And that some people might need a lot of help with that because it comes down to priorities. And sometimes it's hard to know what your own priorities are. And it's something you have to revisit a lot. Um, and I don't think they're fluid. I think they, mm. I think they change a lot. Or they are um, fluid. Yeah, they are fluid. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes, you know, for a couple of days, family is going to be the main priority. Sometimes work's going to be a higher priority um, and it just changes. So you, you kind of have to revisit it a lot. Um, I know one book that helped me a lot with prioritization and kind of like you were talking about making a, a, a list of things that you need to get done that day and, and breaking it down into categories like you were talking about is the book called The One Thing by Gary Keller. It, it was awesome. And I've read it twice now just because I pick up something new every time. And it's also just a great reminder. So the whole book, the one, the one thing, the main question that he asks is, what's the one thing I can do today or right now that will make the next thing I do easier or non-existent? And if you ask yourself that question, you start eliminating things that aren't that important. So mm -hmm. for instance, if you wake up in the morning what's the one thing I can do right now to make the next thing easier and non-existent? It's like, huh, maybe I could, you know, clean the kitchen if it wasn't clean so that when my wife wakes up, she won't have to do that and we'll be more on the same page. Or maybe it's, let me write down a to-do list because then I won't uh, think about that for the rest of the day. Let me get it concise. Let me get it all on one page so I could be more productive one by one. Um, so if you ask yourself that question, what's the one thing I can do now to make the next thing non-existent or easier? I found it to be a really helpful question. Um, and then from there, it's like categories, like you were saying, like, all right, what's a family thing I got to do today? Or what do I have to talk about with my significant other today? And you just write it down and it's like, what's a work thing I can do today? Well, I'm not working. Well, what's a way I can educate myself? What clients can I reach out to? What kind of stuff can I start, um, working on myself, what workout do I need to do today? Do I need to learn more about that workout? And you just start writing stuff down and you go on to the next category. Um, so that, that, that book, the one thing was super helpful, helpful for me in terms of just prioritization, like what's actually important to you and what isn't. And if it's not important, you don't write it down. You don't, you don't even pay attention to it. So it really cuts out a lot of the, the fat, if you will. Yeah, that's awesome. I haven't heard of that. Who who's who wrote that book again? One thing by Gary Keller. Gary he started, Keller. Uh, Keller Williams, the real estate company. Got you. Oh, okay. I'm gonna have to look into that. That's awesome. Thanks for that's that, man. Sounds good. Um, another thing that you just touched on too was you know, um, started to get into um, exercise. Right. Obviously, we're both personal trainers, um, nutrition coach. Um, I do. We do. I used to do group fitness stuff when the gym was open. Um, we're doing Instagram live workouts now, which is kind of like group fitness stuff for both of us. So obviously 
um, health, exercise, nutrition, that's all a really big priority for us. But we also both believe that that should be a priority for everyone, right? And more than just a priority, it should be like, it should be a habit, it should be a routine. Um, and the reason I say that it should be a habit, it should be a routine is because it should be something that is almost automatic in your day. Um, and I say that because you shouldn't find that you have to re-motivate yourself every day to work out or to be active or to eat healthy. Cause if you have to re-motivate yourself every single day, um, there'll be a point where you just kind of stop. So it really should be something that you work on building a habit and to do uh, a habit and to do that, you have to have some discipline, right? You have to prioritize it, write it down. What are you going to do for your exercise? Um, what's the plan? You know, we kind of talked about this in our last podcast on how to build a workout routine, but it should be that kind of approach, right? Um, something that you can write down that makes sense. That's not too hard, not too daunting, um, but that you can commit to every day. And some days are going to be easier. Some days are going to be harder, but it's got to be something that you're that disciplined so that you're always coming to it. That's, um, yeah, that's a great point. That's just going to, I mean, in my opinion, any day where I'm active and I work out and I really pay attention to my nutrition, it's a really positive feedback. Again, like you were talking about for the morning routine, those are all positive investments that you're making in yourself. Um, and that can just create a better mood, a better energy within you. And if you have a better mood, a better energy, how much more productive are you going to be more creative, um, more willing to spread your positivity and spread your creativeness to the world? If you're in that better energy, right? In that better state versus if you're low energy and you're kind of feeling down in yourself. Um, and that's to me what health, exercise, nutrition, fitness, that's the most important thing for me is, is it provides that, you know, it's that key to unlock that kind of positive energy every single day. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's a good point because there's that term and I know we use it. It's like hacks or biohacks or productivity hacks, um, which is fine, but we don't want to confuse the replacement of mastering discipline and mastering skills. Um, but that being said, you can master the right skills and that's kind of like a biohack because then you cut out a lot of the stuff that you shouldn't be doing. Right. Um, I, I like that, how it has to be a discipline. One thing though is how do you stay motivated, stay disciplined? How do you stay motivated to stay disciplined? And I think it ties back to what you were saying with educating yourself, uh, surrounding yourself with that positive reminder. I know for me, if I don't want to work out, um, I'll listen to a podcast with someone that I look up to in the field or I'll watch a YouTube video with someone or a trainer that I, that I look up to almost as a mentor. Um, and that always, that always reminds me like, Oh yeah, I got to work out. Now, if, if I know that happens a lot and I know that is a good way for me to get motivated, why don't I just make that a habit? So like you were saying, I'll cut out 10 minutes a day to watch those videos or to listen to podcasts that way it's just automatic and I stay motivated. And now it's like second nature to me. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and this is a point I was going to bring up later, but I'll bring it up right now. Um, that's a great way of killing two birds with one stone and everyone knows what that means. But so we were talking about, 
um, you know, scrolling through Instagram or whatever and watching videos and, and doing some education, right? But we can also use some of those same videos or articles or whatever um, as inspiration or, or motivation for exercise. So can we create a time or a routine in the day where we both use that education time to educate ourselves as well as motivate ourselves for the workout, which is that next time block right after. Now we're being really productive because we're killing two birds with one stone. Um, so that's, that's a great way to look at it. That's an awesome little tip there. Um, and another thing, I know you did a post on this, Steve, I think yesterday. Um, yeah, it was yesterday because yesterday was Monday. So you were talking about how, um, you know, what do you do if you don't feel like working out on any given day? And you had a bunch of stuff that I'll let you talk about in a second. Um, but one of them was just kind of just start moving. Like it doesn't have to be such an intense workout every time that you work out. In fact, it shouldn't, but just getting up and moving, getting the heart pumping, getting the blood pumping to the body, um, to all the extremities even that alone is going to have so many benefits and you can go a little more into depth into what the post talked about, but I thought that was a really good post that, you know, um, almost lower your expectation for what a workout has to look like, feel like, um, because that's really almost like a barrier to you working out. Right. If you're thinking, Oh man, like I can't do an hour workout today where I'm crushing my legs, you're probably not going to work out. But if your workout, quote unquote, is I just need to move for 20 minutes, the chances of you working on a day where you feel maybe a little bit lower energy are going to be a lot higher. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that whole topic, I guess, would be more of our recovery podcast, but it definitely ties into the motivation factor. Um, so, yeah, the post was just basically like, how do you know you should work out on a day that you don't feel great or you don't feel 100%? Um, and di different questions to ask yourself, how much sleep have I gotten? What have I eaten in the last 24 hours? Um, how, how, how intense or how much volume were I doing in the last couple of days? Maybe I shouldn't even work out that hard, but just being more aware of all the factors that impact your training. Um, but yeah, if a good test is just start working, start with a warm up, a walk, a couple corrective exercises, take a couple yoga moves, go through some dynamic movement patterns. If you feel good after 20 minutes of moving go ahead and go work out if you still don't feel good just extend that warm-up warm-up as your workout so go for a longer walk go for a light jog continue those yoga movements till you you know go through five different movements movements 10 times each um chances are though you're going to feel pretty good once you just get up and start moving and maybe that's okay maybe you don't need to go balls to the wall that day maybe you just need to do a couple different warm-up moves and the next time you work out you can go a little harder but it's just being more aware and cognizant of like how you feel on a day-to-day -day basis um but yeah just to tie it back into that uh staying motivated and having reminders around you one thing that's been super helpful for, helpful for me and i'd say i built this habit like maybe four years ago and i've still i still do it and I still see the benefits of it and it's just gotten easier. I've just kind of thought of this right now is I listened to, I replaced music in my car or no music in the morning specifically um, with podcasts and specifically educational podcasts. So I'll list every morning. 
on my way to work, I'll listen to a fitness podcast and I'll research different ones and then I'll find someone I like that I gravitate towards on Instagram and hear their opinion and I'll put my own spin on it or, but it's been awesome. It's free educational content out there. And instead of just mindlessly listening to music, you are taking your commute as a time to educate yourself. Um, and I still do that. And it's, it's been, it's been really, really awesome. And I feel like I've learned so much just through listening to peers, um, in the fitness industry and just different, um, people that, that talk about training. I've, I've helped my clients a lot through that and I've applied a lot of things I've learned, but I just, I'm just thinking now, like that was a sweet little, uh, switch that wasn't very hard. Um, at first it's like, Oh God, I just want to listen to music. Like, but you just force yeah. yourself to do it. And then it becomes second nature. Like I don't even think about it now. Um, and then on the way home, I typically listen to music just to like zone out and chill. Yeah, definitely. I, I picked up that habit too. Um, not as long ago as you did probably eh, within the last year. Um, and you're exactly right. Like I always feel really, really motivated, really excited when I get to work and I just finished listening to, you know, 20, 25 minutes of a topic that I'm really interested in, really invested mm -hmm. in on some guys who are really enthusiastic about that topic. I just come into work on fire. I'm like, mm -hmm. let's go. I'm ready to do this. Um, so that's great. And there's so many different podcasts out there on so many different topics um, that it's literally like, it would be impossible not to find a podcast on something. Yeah. Um, and now you guys have one more awesome podcast you can, you can yeah. listen to as yeah, well, right. Strongest Self Podcast, right? <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, that's a great, great, um, great little hack there too. And like I said, um, like we've been talking about, a lot of this, it's not that they're difficult habits. It's just that they're um, maybe something you haven't thought of. And that it's not that they take a lot of time. It's just that they take a different mindset or a different approach. But and, um, and it all comes back to like priorities and setting goals. Cause one yeah. of my, one of my priorities with work is I always want to give more value to my clients. I want to, I want to be able to help them more. I want to be a better trainer. That's always sure. one of my main goals just of my career. And I don't even see it as, you know, we really like what we do. It's almost like a lifestyle. It's never, we never really look at it as a job per se, but it's just, that's the reason I listen to the things every day. Cause I always want to be better. And I want to be able to help my clients more. I want to provide more value throughout the sessions. Um, so I always want to up my game. And because that's a goal of mine and priority, that little habit of listening to podcasts is that much easier because it ties into the why. So I think it is important to take time and be like, all right, why am I doing this? Yeah. Yeah, man, 100%. Couldn't agree more on that stuff. Um, so whatever it is that you do or you're passionate about, I really encourage everyone to take some time, whether it's a podcast, whether it's um, someone who writes articles, whatever it might be, find that resource that that really you vibe with and um, give it a shot. You know, start with 10 minutes a day and, and see how that kind of changes how you feel about your day, how you feel about your passion, and then what you do with the rest of your day going forward. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, another thing that I found is really helpful during this time is um, setting some time to socialize, um, you know, during the social distancing, it's really tough to like socialize, especially if you're 
quarantine right now without anybody or if you just have one person with you. Um, so I started like lining up my my weekend or my weeknights, weekend nights with um, like, you know, Zoom calls or meetings where I'm just hopping on for an hour with this friend um, and just checking in with them, you know, maybe having a drink, having a beer with them and just just bullshit and, you know, um, but having a few of those set up through the weeks to give you something a little bit to look forward to, um, can also help you be productive. So if I know, okay, tonight I have, you know, at eight o'clock, I'm going to get on and chat with my buddy over here. Um, now I got to make sure before eight o'clock, I kind of get all this stuff, check all this stuff done. Um, just like we would at any other time, you know, yeah, it's almost like you, some- you earned it in that. Right. Downtime is exactly like that's the fun time that I get to have. So now what can I do before that during the day? So I have to earn that exactly like you said. So that's been really helpful for me. Um, Also, just like to have something to look forward to instead of it just being, you know, rolling around to the next weekend and the next weekend. Um, But having those things Wednesday night, you know, Friday night, Sunday afternoon um, with friends, family, that can be really helpful, too. Yeah, that's definitely a uh, that's definitely a good one. I've been doing the uh, Zoom happy hours like once a week with a couple of my friends, and you're right, it definitely takes the edge off and keeps things more normal seeming. It's great to just listen to comedy, crack a couple jokes, um, listen to music. You know, at when you when you have earned it, like you were saying, it just feels more rewarded and um, stuff like that is just great for taking your mind off all the other productive stuff that you've been doing. And it actually helps you be more productive next time, next day when you wake up. Um, Yeah. Another one for me is like, it's great to set the morning routine, set the day right. But sometimes three o'clock will come around, one o'clock will come around and you get demotivated or something comes up, whether it be a family member calls you or a work problem happens or some kind of conflict will come up. And you get sidetracked and you go into that problem and maybe it takes a half hour, maybe it takes an hour, but something to derail you from what you had planned that day. Um, I think it's important to recognize that those things happen and that when they do happen, not to dwell on it, to move on from it and to get back to your to-do list. Um, A good analogy I heard was like cruise ships have different compartments uh, in the cruise ship, but they're sealed off so that if one compartment gets flooded, it's sealed, it's protected, and it doesn't flood the rest of the compartments and the rest of the rooms so that the whole ship doesn't sink. And it's kind of like you should approach your day that way. Like it's inevitable that things are going to pop up that bother you, that get you derailed. But if you let that flood into your exercise, then you let it flood into dinner, then you let it flood into your family life, your whole ship's going to sink and you got to get rebalanced. So just keeping your one problem that comes up compartmentalized, don't dwell on it, move on to the next thing. Don't let it ruin your, the next thing that you had planned. That's been, that's been another helpful one for me as well. So it's good to set the morning routine, but be cognizant that, cognizant that stuff will happen that's not going to be ideal for you but you shouldn't freak out about it it's okay we deal with this we deal with this issue and then we move on from it yeah for sure and it's it's helpful um for me at least to have 
something that'll help you like snap out of it. So for me, like comedy is really good um, or having something really positive or inspiring. So I don't know, for me, one of my favorite go-tos right now is um, looking up some stand-up comic that I really, really enjoy and just watching like a five-minute clip. Um, so recently I've been into, um, Kevin Hart's always really good. I don't know if you've heard of his, um, he's got a YouTube series, what the fit. Okay. Oh yeah. With, uh, just train. Yeah. He's, he's, um, I don't know if it's with him. No, it's his own thing. Um, oh, okay. look it up just, uh, what the fit. And he just like pretty much has different celebrities on and he just does like absolutely ridiculous things with them. They're like 10, 15 minute episodes. Got um, it. But you know Kevin Hart, he's just a goofball man. So having like something like that just kind of break break you out of that kind of maybe negative um, negative loop of thoughts can be really really helpful and just kind of help you compartmentalize something and say, okay, you know what, that's that's gone. It's in the past. I had my laugh. Now let's get on with the rest of the day. Um, so he's been really good. Um, who else have I been, been watching? I've been watching a lot of throwback stuff too, like so, old, uh, old Eddie Murphy. Oh, okay. Yeah, Chris has been coming out. He's got a lot of stand-up stuff. Um, it's just pretty good. Some of his stuff. He, he started his last one. I thought he started off pretty slow, but the end was hilarious. Yeah, his laugh is hilarious. His laugh <laughs> tweaks me out. <laughs> but um, yeah, something like that. Like find something that makes just makes you feel really good, makes you laugh. Um, and just have that to go to if you need to. Um, I know for me, like if some news article pops up on my phone, like 99% of the time it's negative, right? It's something negative about COVID and it just like, it just makes you feel like, man, when is this all going to be over? Oh my God. Too much news is just the worst 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 perspective. And yeah. So seeing something like that and then just going right to something that's a little bit more funny, that's a little more light, um, can be really helpful. So you don't get bogged down with all that other crap. Yeah, totally. I mean, I like to stay informed. I'll watch the news, but I can't have it on all day in the background. I'll just be like, Oh my God, this is just the worst. Crush your spirits. Yeah. Not good. Um, so some other things that, that I think help, you know, with productivity are obviously we know, um, taking short breaks, when you, when you're working, you know, if you're working for like an hour, I like to say for every hour you work, get up for five, 10 minutes, um, and just move. Cool. Especially um, if it's nice out, get some, yeah. take your sunglasses off, get the, yeah, your eyes, I'll help you with sleeping. You know, if, if it's really nice, take your shirt off, you know, get the vitamin D absorbed in your skin through your eyes. They say mm-hmm. there's a lot of research on that, that it absorbs better. Oh yeah. yeah I, I love that. Get up and walk. Yeah just moving right like any even if you're in if if you're have one of those what are those uh ergonomical desks or those standing desks where you're in like a quote-unquote perfect posture if you're in that quote-unquote perfect posture for two hours three hours in a row working guess what you're gonna feel like stiff and achy i don't care how perfect of a posture you think it is the human body's meant to move um it's not meant to look at stare at screens all day so if you're doing that for an extended period it's going to, you're going to feel pretty crappy and soon enough you're going to have kind of um, mental fog. You won't be able to focus. You're going to be less productive. So it's worth it taking five, 10 minutes, breaking that cycle, getting out from the screen, moving, doing some quick stretches, um, and then getting back to it. You be amazed how much better you feel and how much more productive that next hour that follows, Hmm. um, is versus if you didn't. Yeah. 
I like that. Um, another thing that I really like to do is um, do a little research on some of your your mentors or the people that you that you admire that are successful and find out what it is that they do on like a daily routine that makes them successful. Um, and then just start to replicate that. Right. A lot of this stuff has been done already or all of it's been done already. Right. We didn't invent any of these like habits or, um, tips or anything like that. We've kind of learned them from other people. Right. I think safe to say, um, so do the same thing, you know, that's what we're trying to do, um, for, for all of our listeners. But, you know, think of those people who really inspire you. They could be celebrities. They could be someone, you know, in your own circuit, in your own circle, um, your peer group, coworkers, family, but just someone who you really look up to, who you think has it figured out and, uh, start to replicate their behaviors, you know, don't make it more complicated than that. Yeah. 100%. That's why I like the books and the podcast as well. I'll just start mimicking and doing things that people that are better than me have done before. And then I'll put my own spin on it and learn from applying. But yeah, that's why I like to, I'm usually always reading a book. That's another habit I've been getting into, especially in the last year. I've read more than I've ever read in my life. And you can just see the benefits of it through work and through family stuff. Um, I try to read. I love like I'm a sucker for like self-improvement books like that the one thing um but yeah. i try to read whether i try to always read like fitness related content or a book so right now i'm reading uh it's called change maker by john barati the guy who started a uh, precision nutrition yeah I, I don't know if i'm pronouncing his name right but that's been really helpful and there's a lot of like tangible applicable things that i've been using with my clients from that and then i'm also reading a book on communication just because you know we're doing this podcast I've been doing some Zoom stuff. We've been doing Instagram lives. So just working on speaking better. I think it's a skill that we could all always improve on. It's like speaking better and writing better are two things that if you can do those two things really well, you, you know, you'll be fine in life. So I'm always trying to refine those two skills. Yeah, man. Communication is, it's, I feel like it's such a lost art, but if you think about communication, it is in essence, it's the way that you relate and interact with the world. So if you can't communicate well, you're not going to be successful, period, right? We all need somebody or, or a, a following. Some We need people, other people to be successful um, in business, whatever it is, is all based on relationships. And if, if, you, if you're not good at interacting with the world and communicating that message, it doesn't matter what you know, what wealth of knowledge you have, it's not going to get across to people and they're not going to vibe with you. So I, I would say that's even more important than what you know is how you can communicate it. So for sure, communication is huge. I'm definitely big on reading, especially now I've been trying to do a lot more reading. Um, one book that I highly recommend to everybody during this time is, um, it's called your erroneous zone, um, erroneous spelled E R R O N E O U S. And it's by Wayne W Dyer D Y E R. It's from 1976. If you just Google it, it'll come right up. It's one of like the, the top selling books, um, or best selling books. Um, and it's all about, looking at 
your own behaviors and your own habits and figuring out what it is that you do that's self-destructive, right? So what habits do you have that you might not even recognize that actually um, are taking away from yourself? Um, And it's really, really powerful because a lot of the stuff you don't even realize you do it. A lot of it is your own thoughts, how you think about yourself or, or things that you say to yourself or maybe things that you do. Um, that you might not even realize that you're doing that in some way to hold yourself back because of some fear that you might have that's that's deeply seated somewhere within you. So taking the time to look at that and figure that out and eliminating that can almost be more powerful than trying to add quote unquote positive habits um, or positive things into your life. Um, because if you haven't eliminated the things that are that you're constantly doing that are self-destructive. It doesn't matter if you try and add positive things in, if you're always going to be kind of breaking yourself down. Hmm. So that's a really good thing too. Um, that was an eye-opening one for me. Um, and everybody, he or Wayne W. Dyer would argue that everybody, every single person has some type of erroneous habit, something that, that they do that kind of, um, that they hold themselves back from. And if you can eliminate those things that, then you really open yourself up for being really, really productive and maximizing that. Wow. That's crazy. Um, I like yeah. that. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's, that's the first step of anything. It's being mindful and aware that you yeah. actually do things and not freaking out about it, but just recognizing and accepting it. And then from there, exposing yourself to that fear, either in small doses or by going head first. Um, and then from there, you just build more confidence and you realize that you're bigger than whatever that fear was. And it's beneath you. That's, that's a great, What's it? It's a, the erroneous point? Yeah, your erroneous zone. Oh, zone. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good one. Um, Wayne W. Dyer. You guys should look that up. Check it out. It's a great read right now to have. Um, just kind of makes you feel very empowered. Um, and you can really start to, he'll, he'll give you some kind of tips and tricks in that book to kind of help you um, pinpoint some of these things that made some of your own erroneous habits and then help you recognize them. And then um, in the future, you'll be able to recognize when you're about to go into one of these habits, and then you can stop yourself beforehand and replace that with a more positive habit or um, way of thinking that will keep you productive and keep you in a positive state, keep you moving forward. Hmm. And just reading, reading, reading in general, just exposes you to so much information, whether you, I mean, obviously, you know, you don't, it's all about applying. Um, but even if you like you're bringing up a topic of a book that you're reading and you're talking about it, you're getting better and you're applying it there because you're recalling, you're working on memorization, you're working on articulating your story to someone else. Um, I think reading, whether you realize it or not, has just such a really good compounding effect and trickles into other areas of your life. Man, you can like, just talk to more people about more stuff, which is yeah. massive. You're going to learn to speak better. You're you're going to gain a better wealth of knowledge. You're gonna you're gonna see better uh, different viewpoints, right? You're like you're expanding your your brain, right? The capacity of knowledge that you have, and during a time like this where we can't go out and experience all the things we want to, like boom, right there, like you're you the power of your mind to be able to still learn is amazing and books are you know one of the best ways to do that for sure what are some other like productivity we'll call them productivity hacks reading what are some other things that um 
you can kind of, I guess, quote unquote, like kill two birds with one stone or just right. kind of some, like, save time. Yeah. Some like really uh, tangible things. Yeah. Um, well, I did the podcast, the book one for sure, cutting out time for friends, family, downtime. I think we covered that. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's going backwards a little bit, but just setting a goal for the week. I mean, if you don't even do that, taking a step by saying, what do I even want out of my career, my job, my family, my, you know, it doesn't matter if you're single, if you're not like, what do I want out of life? I don't even know. How do I go about looking at that? Because I think that's what it comes down to. Like, if you don't have that structure or that foundation, it's hard to find guidance from there. So I think it's important just to take a step back and set goals for even the year and then maybe you break it down to monthly goals and you break it down or quarterly goals. Then you break it down to like weekly goals and it's all built off those long-term goals. Um, and, and you have to revisit those things a lot because it's, and that, that comes down to setting the reminders like we've talked about and putting things in place to get you there. Um, I think I, I feel like I would say I don't have a physical mentor, although I have at times like someone I call and meet with, but that can be so helpful. I feel like, a lot of people I listen to, whether it be through books or podcasts, I would say are my mentors just because yeah. I've applied so much of what they do into my personal life, whether they realize it or not. But um, I would say just having someone, if you're, if you're kind of lost or confused or just need a step, a point in the right direction, I think having a coach or a mentor could be really beneficial because you could jump over speed bumps that you may have taken on your own that they have taken before and they could be like hey do that instead of this why don't you start here so it takes out a lot of the guesswork i mean at the end of the day you still got to do the work but i think that could be a really good way to expedite where you want to go just having someone to bounce ideas off of and then them being like yeah i mean that's good and all but why don't we try this instead because it sounds like or maybe someone just ask you the right questions or really pry something out of you that you want like why do you want to do that i don't know well why and then they keep getting to the bottom of it and then you find out what you really want it's hard to do it on your own though sometimes yeah that was a, one of the points that i had written down here um having a mentor having a coach um one person that comes to mind for me that that we both know one of our co-workers um brian rington um he's always big on that I know when I first started working um, at the gym that we both worked at, he had a, uh, I forgot what he called it. It was like a mastermind group or something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah, where he wanted to come in and we all like read a book together and we all um, kind of just talked about the book, uh, talked about our goals. What did we want out of life? What did we want out of work? What did we want out of our personal life? How much money did we want to make? Um, what would make us happy just, and just writing everything down and evaluating it and then figuring out what is, what are the first kind of steps that we need to take to start to make all these things happen. Mm. That was kind of my first exposure to something like that. Um, it's so good. You need that social support. Super eye opening. Um, you know, it's, it's the accountability of it, but also the motivation of it and, and, taking the time to just break everything down. So for sure, having, having some type of mentor, um, coach, and like you said, it doesn't necessarily have to be someone that you personally know, although that can be really helpful for, to have someone that you can, you know, just call up and talk to, um, on some schedule, but it could be just a couple people that you really look up to and that are always, uh, putting out content that, that really vibe with. 
um, that makes it feel like you're, they're very easily accessible to you, you know? Um, so it could be any of those. It could, it could be a peer, someone that you just look up to, like we said, someone that you want to model your behaviors after. Um, it could be someone like that. Um, you know, and that can be really, really helpful. Like you were saying to kind of cut out some of, I guess, the anxiety in starting. Cause I guess that's a lot of it is a lot of people think about what they want. Um, they never they know what on, they want, but they yeah. never act on it because they don't but know where to start. Steps, that first step's the hardest. Yeah. But it's really empowering once you take it. And it almost doesn't matter what the first step is as long as you just go out and take it. Um, yep. cause that just gets the ball rolling for sure. Definitely. 100%. That's a big one. Um, another one I'll throw in there is, um, batch cooking, um, and finding those recipes that are really easy to make and, um, and to save and to have, you know, so you can have multiple servings of it for leftovers and things like that. Um, especially during this time, man, like we all know that cooking, uh, takes a lot of time, but man being home all day and then like having to cook every meal it's it's just another reminder of like how much time it really takes to cook everything sit down eat it clean everything up put everything away like sometimes it's like a two-hour process to like eat a meal and clean everything up and then like in an hour you're hungry again it's like yeah. Holy and shit. You eat, like, it like, you eat the meal in like two seconds. And, yeah, and like, two your, and like your entire day is like, just like cooking, eating, cleaning up, taking an hour. Okay. Now getting the next thing ready. So finding a few recipes, finding a re some really good snack ideas that have high quality protein that have some veggies in it, that have some good micronutrients in it, um, that are really easy to make low prep, um, so that you can go to when you're hungry, really easy to clean up. Um, batch cooking, right? So like cooking things in, in the oven, um, you know, putting a sheet out with some proteins, um, some veggies, some starches, just putting that on a sheet, um, you know, a cooking sheet, throwing that in the oven. That can be a really easy way. Something you can prep in 20 minutes and have, you know, two, three servings of, um, and, or looking into some meal prep companies. I know a lot of those are still going on. Um, or more kind of like, uh, I guess, what would you call it? like a boxed company, um, that sends you not the, the meal prepared, but it sends you everything you need for the meal. Like, um, there's, you know, hello fresh blue apron mm -hmm. is one. Yeah. There's a whole ton, tons and tons of those. Um, so those can be things that we can all experiment with too, um, at these times. And that's a great way where we can limit social dis or we can limit our um you know the time that we're going out and spending in the grocery store which i know for me is always a time where i'm always like a little bit on edge um because that's obviously a time where you're interacting with people in closer quarters than probably any other time during the week um so playing around with some of those things can be a way where you can stay at home feel a little safer still get really good quality food um and kind of open yourself up to some new ideas on cooking um, and um, doing so in a way that saves you some time, you know, again, maximizing that productivity. Yep. hundred percent. I like it. Steve, you got, you got any other little hacks, tips, tricks here that we can go over? Uh, the last thing up? I'll say is just to, to uh, get better 
cognitive function. Um, obviously, sleep is huge and volume of exercise and all that kind of stuff, which we talked about in our last podcast. So check that out. But um, I've been doing some lion's mane, like some mushroom mm. in my coffee. And it's supposed mm. to help with like um, focus and cognition. So I've been drinking that um, either before we do a podcast or I'll put some in my matcha. Matcha is another good one. I'll make like an almond milk yeah. matcha latte and I'll put some uh, lion's mane in there. Um, been doing some because I'm where, not a. Big, where are you getting that from? I just got it from online. Whole Foods. Whole Foods oh, you get online. Um, okay. There's different companies like Four Sigmatic sell some yeah. really good different uh, like actually coffee blends that you could like put in your coffee. Um, I just got the straight up powder and put it in my own coffee. You could do that. Um, another one. I'm not a big fan of pre workout because I drink coffee in the morning, so I don't like too much stimulants throughout the day. So I've been doing maca powder, which is natural root. And you could even do some beetroot to increase that um, nitric oxide, open up the blood vessels. Um, I've been, and I've been doing a cordyceps, which is another mushroom, which is supposed to give you more energy. And I've been finding it's nice. It's not like that, like brain stimulant where you feel so alert, but I feel like I have more endurance throughout the workout. Mm -hmm. I just feel like I have more energy. Um, so that's a good little hack for giving you a boost cognitively if you're writing, if you're reading, if you're at work and then another one for when you work out, it's just something I've been doing during quarantine and kind of experimenting with, and I've definitely seen some good benefits from it. Nice. Can you just go through and list all those one more time for our listeners so that if they want to check them out, they can go do that. And then where you got them from too. Yeah, so for the pre-workout, it would be maca powder, M-A-C-A powder, and you can get it anywhere, really. Whole Foods is where I got it, but you can definitely order that online, and you can put it in your shake. You can put a little bit in your coffee. You can even mix it with water, but that's kind of like, you know, it's a little like grimy. Um, I put it in your in your shake. Um, beets, or just like, there's so many different companies. Beet Elite is a good company where they do like a beet, it's like a powder, so it's like beetroot powder drink that with some water before or during during your workout that'll increase your energy and your endurance and then cordyceps which is a mushroom i got i tried those from on it which is a brand down in austin texas um yeah so that was the first time i tried that um that's a little bit more pricey i just kind of wanted to check it out but the maca isn't that expensive and the no not at all actually and the beats you know you can get beats anywhere um, and, and the other one was the, uh, <laughs> got something in my throat there. All good. Was the, um, lion's mane. And that's, I got, you can Google it. Um, I got mine from Whole Foods and again, a good brand for just selling like a coffee packet of lion's mane would be a four sigmatic. They have a mm. ton of different, they have calming ones. They have focus ones. It's all like natural uh, mushroom based type stuff. Um, and it's almost like a coffee replacement or you could add it to your coffee if you just get the powder. Um, so yeah, that's where I got that from. Sweet. Awesome. Love all those. Um, I've heard of some of them. I know that I've, I've seen a lot of the mushroom kind of powdered stuff recently in the last few months, really, really, um, take off. Yeah. Take off. So I've never tried it, but I got to try that out. Um, some of that stuff. I've tried the beet juice or the beet powder extract stuff, um, and that really works. It's it's a great natural kind of way to um, 
get nitric oxide into your blood, get more oxygen into your bloodstream, which is going to help, like you said, with um, energy, endurance, especially during a workout mm-hmm. um, without feeling like super pumped up and um, over caffeinated. Yes. Awesome. And there's no like, like drop from it. Like if you have a bunch of caffeine, you might get jitters or anxious, like later on, you don't get any of that with the natural stuff. Perfect. Yeah, man, that's it. Awesome. So that's everything that we have today on maximizing productivity. This has been episode four. Thank you guys all for listening in again, your host, Zach Bruckner here and Steve Murray right here. Peace guys. Peace everyone. Thank you for listening in until next time. Thanks for listening in to the Strongest Self podcast. If you found this episode helpful, make sure you tell a friend or family member who would enjoy it as well. If you have questions or comments for us, or just want to increase your knowledge around health and fitness, you can follow us both on Instagram. Steve Murray at MurrayMania32, or myself, Zach Bruckner, at FitAsBruck. Shoot us a DM there or leave a comment for us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Until next time.